Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012. It's now the 24th day of June 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this, well, I'm recording this from a hotel room in Waltham, Massachusetts, just down the Massachusetts Turnpike from Fenway Park, the home of the Boston Red Sox. Uh, I kind of promised you that I was going to do my podcast that I recorded from Fenway Park, but the truth of the matter is is that I, I want that to be a good one. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want all these to be good, but when I'm doing a Sunday Baseball Daily podcast from within Fenway Park... I'm going to roll up my sleeves and make the editing that a little better. I know I've had some requests to not pull back the curtain too much on this show, but I kind of said that I was going to do that for today, and I just want to leave it out there. And also, you know what, there's a couple things here I want to talk about, because I'm continuing my sentimental journey throughout the Northeast, bringing my kids who are currently sound asleep in the other room. And I went to a place today that quite frankly, reminded me a lot of how I became this person that you're listening to right now, but also a little bit of, well, it made me think about the concept of the blossoming, for the lack of a better word, blossoming. Let me, let me tell you a little bit of what I'm talking about here. I've always been me. I've actually never been another human being other than me. But the person that you are physically doesn't change. I mean, you may get heavier, you may get lighter, you may grow more hair, you may grow less hair, but you're still the same person. You're still occupying the same matter. But that being said, the person who you are, not what you are, but who you are, changes with your environment changes with your stimulus. It changes with the circumstances around you. And that's, that's obvious for everybody. I mean, if you grew up in a, in a nice home, in a, in a nice neighborhood, or if you grew up in, in war-torn Sudan, you're going to have different experiences in your life, and that will paint who you are. You could still be a good person no matter where you are. You could still be a rotten person wherever you are. You could be a scared person wherever you are. You could be a happy person. But reaching those particular points are a result of the chain reaction of your personality, your values, and what has happened to you around your environment. And I truly believe that we have, we're all the results of the environment that we grew up in in so many ways. And we're a result of the places that we're put into or that we seek out, that that has a direct reflection on who you are and who you can become. You know, I was someone, I, you know, I've always been into baseball ever since I was a, a young kid. And I've always been someone who is, uh, you know, that, who, who understands that there was a certain amount of, of 
happiness, a certain amount of silliness, a certain amount of a sense of humor, a certain amount of introspection. But for a while, I don't think I was in the right place. You know, the, some of the schools I went to, I, I didn't either get along with people or I didn't feel that I could really blossom. I didn't feel like I had the chance to become who I, the, my greatest potential. And my mother and father, to their tremendous credit, saw that. And they put me into a place where I went to visit today. And that was a school called the Belmont Hill School. In fact, if you go to sullybaseball.com or if you see what I post on Twitter when I post the, the podcast, you'll see a picture of me today in front of the Belmont Hill School. And I have posted a picture of my ID. And I think it was an example of, the, to paraphrase Elton John, a change will do me good. And that's from the song, you know, Get Back Honk Again. I, I don't have the rights to play that here on the podcast. I mean, I have the right to say it on the podcast. But I was coming from a situation where I was a little bit like, oh, am I a weirdo? Am I? Does anyone get me? And I went there, and the first year I kind of held off. I kind of like sort of was a little bit to myself. And then I started making friends. I started making videos, and I started branching out. I started sort of letting loose a little bit. And I became, it was like Sully emerged from a cocoon and it was okay to be me. And and it was also around that time, not that I'm trying to, you know, paraphrase the Dukes of Hazards. it was about that time that the Red Sox were in the 1986 World Series. And while I was always a baseball fan, what happened in 1986 was transformative as well because I not only was a baseball fan intellectually, but I was a fan emotionally, spiritually, that I looked up and I said, I am rooting for a team and it is possible for them to go to the postseason. And that, that hadn't even occurred to me that they could do that. I didn't think they were allowed to. And while I'm blossoming and around a bunch of kids who, you know, it was a different environment for me. It was a different setup. I was going to a school where you can walk around dressed any way you want. I mean, I, I would sometimes come in with my pullover uniforms that I used to get at Twins Enterprise, which was part of the podcast I talked about yesterday. You know, I'm walking around with a St. Louis Cardinals shirt and hat and wondering why the girls aren't talking to me. Hey, baby, don't you think I dress like George Hendrick? You know, doesn't that impress you? I didn't have it. And I felt a little, it was a little weird. I was a little, there was a little strange part of me. Well, I'm in a new environment at the Belmont Hill School. I had to wear a blazer, had to wear a shirt, had to wear a tie. I had to have that tie pulled up, the top button buttoned up. You had to wear khaki pants, and, and, and you couldn't wear sneakers. There was a certain amount of discipline to it. There was a certain amount of structure to it. And there was kind of that vicious Massachusetts sense of humor and, and sarcasm to it as well. But that's what I needed, and I blossomed in it. Now, as it turned out, my brother went to the school with me. He didn't blossom, and he didn't really like it, but that's not the point. 
This ain't the Sully's Brother Daily Podcast. This is the Sully Podcast. And so a lot of my humor stemmed back to them. A lot of my confidence stemmed back to them. And a, a, a love of baseball which went from, well, yeah, I love this game and I love watching it and, well, you know, my emotion that is connected to it didn't really have that up-and-down feeling of seeing your team in the postseason until I was at that school making videos and showing a, my personality was starting to come through in ways that I really wasn't expecting could be embraced like that. You know, the confidence that I have of, you know, coming on every day, the arrogance of me doing 365 of these a year with the assumption that someone gives a crap, and some of you do, but that's an arrogance, you know, sometimes it's arrogance is is justified, as it is with me in this, this little show that I do, can stem back in many ways well, it was always brewing underneath, like the magma underneath the crust of the earth. But it burst through like a proverbial volcano at the Belmont Hill School. And then just as I was reaching a point of this is a, a fantastic place for me, we moved to California, which initially devastated me. I thought, I'll never get that again. But in the end, I realized, no, 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 I've already blossomed. And now, when I come to a new place, they've already seen me blossomed. I'm post-blossomed. And I, I was thinking about this. That sometimes is applicable to baseball. At that same time, when things were really starting to be like, hey, things are lining up for me. Things have, I, I've always had this, but now the circumstance of a, have changed for me and have put me in the right place. At that same time, this is going to be a strange analogy, but bear with me, it makes sense. The same thing was happening to Dave Stewart. Dave Stewart had bounced around with the Dodgers. They bounced around with the Rangers and the Phillies. And, you know, not with a whole ton of success. And Dave Stewart lands with the Oakland A's. And before you can say, staring you down, he blossomed. He went from being a mediocre pitcher, sometimes spot star, sometimes reliever, to being a dominant ace to being someone who's a 20-game winner every year and, and, and being really the centerpiece emotionally of that A's team that won three straight pennants. And he turned that around as well when he left the A's to go to the Blue Jays, kind of like when I left Massachusetts to go to California, and he was still able to bring it on and be a part of an A's, uh, a Blue Jays World Championship in 93. Now, I've just compared myself to a guy who had, you know, four or five Cy Young caliber seasons with the Oakland A's. It's kind of arrogant. But it makes me think about circumstance. It makes me think about environment. It makes me think about what great player didn't have that combination. Kurt Schilling 
floating around the Red Sox, Orioles, and Houston Astros organization. Not really making much of an impact. Finds himself in Philadelphia, and he's put together a Hall of Fame caliber career. I mean, look at Jake Arrieta. He was, you know, what was he when he was with Baltimore? He was a trade chip. Comes to Chicago, and what happens? He turns into this great pitcher, turns into a Cy Young Award winner. Who are, I wonder who are the Jake Arrietas, who are middle relievers, who just didn't get that right combination. You know, you have players who are blocked by certain teams. You have players who get a chance to play after not getting, you know, after bouncing around and they finally find the right place. Or you have a player who's a good player who lands in the right circumstance, like Marco Scudero. Remember Marco Scudero had a nice career playing with the A's, playing with the Rockies, a couple other teams along the way. I think he was with the Mets at one point. I may be wrong about that. And then comes to the Giants and becomes the emotional leader on a world championship team. You take a look at some players. There's tons of examples of players who find themselves in the wrong situation. Someone like a... Yeah, we saw what happened when Carl Crawford came to the Red Sox. We saw what happened when Barry Zito went to the Giants, albeit it ended well for Barry Zito, but for a while it looked like a disastrous situation. We saw what happened when Ed Whitson went and wound up with the Yankees. It got to the point where they wouldn't start him at home because he got booed so loudly. We saw that Edgar Renteria was a player, was with the Marlins, with the Cardinals as a championship-caliber player, winds up going to the Red Sox and was a basket case, comes over to the Giants and is the World Series. MVP. It's sometimes the circumstances are what make the player. Sometimes you think about that coach who makes an adjustment or a player who just, it's stale where they are or it's the wrong team. And when you see them get to the right team, you see them traded to the right place and they absolutely blow up. When you see a Jose Bautista turn into a great player with the Toronto Blue Jays after bouncing around, you can't help but wonder when you see a player who's a disappointment. You see a player who's a big number one draft pick who never makes it. You see a player with tons of ability who things don't really start, they don't fit together for whatever reason. And you just wish that there was a way to sort of look around and say, where would be his Belmont Hill? Obviously, I mean, when, when Jimmy Pardo was on this show, he, he, he had a great line, which was obviously anyone who makes it to the major leagues is a great player. And that's true. You don't get drafted and go through the gauntlet of the minor leagues and make it to the major leagues and stink. There's that element that we forget. You know, I know you're not supposed to mention the human element. And and there's a lot of times that I roll my eyes when I hear about the human element as well. But I think about Belmont Hill. What if I kept going to to the wrong school? What if I let them beat me down? What if I didn't have a moment to blossom the way I did? Where I could say, hey, this is how I am, this is who I am. What if they listened to the wrong people or fell in with the wrong crowd 
Or what if I felt like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do, or this is what I'm not supposed to do. And it didn't line up. That chain reaction didn't happen. Well, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast right now. I'd probably be some schmuck working at some place and every once in a while think, I have a baseball idea, but I don't know. I really shouldn't mention it because that's not what I do. Or who knows, I might be in a cult. I might have a shaved head, eating yams, and talking about how I worship the, the, the light of the oak tree or some crap like that. And if that's what you do, I don't mean to offend your religion. It's a combination. It's a recipe. It's a coach. When you say, when you see players who play above their heads, when you see players who are beyond the, the, the sum total of their parts, and you look at a player who winds up getting traded to a team and seeing what that means, you know, Jeff Bagwell going to the Astros, you saw, or sometimes you see examples of veterans who get a burst of energy. Yeah, everyone remembers John Smoltz was traded for Doyle Alexander, and that the the, the blue uh, the uh, um, what's it called the Tigers were were forever derided for letting go of John Smoltz. But do you know what? Do you remember what Doyle Alexander did? Doyle Alexander, nice pitcher, pitch for the Orioles, pitch for the Braves, pitch for the Yankees. And then all of a sudden, he turns into an all-star when he comes to Detroit. And it makes you wonder what would have happened if he was in Detroit earlier. Recipes, chain reaction, environments. It's all part of creating who we are and formulating our personalities, formulating the, the sum total of our lives. I'm thinking about the sum total of our lives a lot as I'm making this trip around the Northeast because I'm seeing the equation in front of me. How did I become me? I see some of these places. Yes, these are all contributed to this parts of me and my personality and my life. Now you look out there and you see players and teams and sometimes it doesn't fit sometimes they're in the bad place sometimes there some players may not fit anywhere but when you take a look at some of those players who don't seem to fit anywhere and you wonder oh man what if Milton Bradley found that right manager and everything clicked and 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 kept it you know kept his lunacy in line what if Jabba Chamberlain wasn't with an organization that tried to mess up his brain and was in the right place. I look at Jabba and that look that he has, that confused look. That was a guy who was his heralded prospect and wound up striking it big with the Yankees as a, as a reliever. And then they didn't know what the hell to do with him. What if they kept him in their bullpen? Or what if they made him a starter from the beginning? What if they did one of those two things? Or what if he wound up going to the right place? And developed with the right pitching coach instead of being this guy covered in bees or whatever it was and midges in Cleveland that being his legacy forever and also having an unfortunate name that reminds you of Jabba the Hutt what if that was his legacy I don't know recipes combinations 
I'm in a sentimental mood these days because I'm going around these places of my youth and I'm not sure if and when I'll ever return to some of these. I'm not saying I'm never coming back to Boston, but when the hell am I going to go to the Belmont Hill School again and walk around like I did today? I did. And I'm glad I went there because a lot of the parts of my personality that I liked blossomed there. Now I'm looking around at baseball and I can't help but think if you see a player who was a big-time prospect, this, that, or the other thing, it didn't work, oh, they're a big disappointment, take a chance on them. Because the talent may be there. The environment may have been wrong. Think about who you are and why you are who you are. Not what you are, but who you are. And maybe that will explain a little bit about the equation of your life. Go to MLBreports.com to see the up-to-date listings of who owned baseball. Go to SullyBaseball.com, like me on Facebook, Swear on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram, I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. Thinking about who I am and why I am. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast for the 24th day of June, 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.